0: Welcome to Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces. I'm your host, Cassie Opea. I am actually coming to you with a special bonus update episode this week. Um, If you are joining me for the first time, welcome. And uh, I recommend that you go back and listen to the episode titled Septic Tank Sam from June 4th. And if you are rejoining me, welcome back. And if you have already listened to that episode, um, I actually have some good news. Actually, I hate to call it good news, but I guess it is good news in a way. They have identified the man who was known as Septic Tank Sam for 44 years. Um, After he was found in a septic tank badly decomposed on April 13th, 1977, when Charlie and Mavis McLeod returned to their abandoned farm scavenging for a septic tank pump, they came across the decomposed body of a man and they... Found after they, during the autopsy, that he actually endured a pretty torturous death. Um, They found his body wrapped in a yellow bedsheet and bound with a nylon rope. And they had found that he was beaten, he was tied down and tortured with a blowtorch and lit cigarettes. He was also sexually mutilated to the point that they couldn't tell he was a male until a couple of months after they had found him. And he was actually shot at least twice, once in the head and the chest. And then he was dumped into the six-foot tank, or six-foot deep tank, um... And had quicklime poured on him, um, hoping to decompose the body. He was actually, they say, he was probably in the septic tank for at least a year. Um, but they just announced at the end of June that they have identified him. And he is Gordon Edwin Sanderson of Edmonton he was known as Gordy to his friends and family he was born in Manitoba in October of 1950 and appeared to have been 25 or 26 when he was murdered um They say that he didn't have a very happy life. He was actually, um, I'm going to say it, he was a victim of what they called the 60s scoop. If you're unfamiliar with the 60s scoop, it was a widespread practice between the 1960s and the 1980s, in which thousands of Aboriginal children in Canada were removed from their families and placed in the child welfare center uh, system—not center system—and they were actually placed into other families of the Euro-Canadian uh, descent. Um, They believe that Gordon was killed by associates of his. He was, it it was known that he was an addict and he had drug and alcohol problems. He had a lot of run-in with the police in the area and he was actually involved in a lot of criminal acts in the area and they think that they had a falling out or something happened and they decided to get rid of him, so to speak. Um, They also say that they are reopening. Well, I guess, I guess the case was never closed, but they're actually going back into the investigation to see if they can find any, any clues or connections to Gordy. Um, They are in communication with the family and they say that um, his family last heard from him in the early 1980s. Well, no, last heard from him in the seventies, obviously. that he was planning to meet up with his younger brother, Arthur, but he never made it. His sister reported him in the early 1980s, but she actually never received any news, as they didn't—they weren't—they didn't know who he was. Um, they were finally able to get some closure. Uh, if you can call it that. And um, she knew, she now knows what happened to her brother. Um, So it is something that is really good news. Um, We should be thankful that DNA has progressed to where we can slowly but surely start um, closing out cold cases like this and giving, you know, the families and also the victims, uh, he's now, you know, he now has a name. He's no longer an unidentified man who is best known as septic tank Sam. He now has his name of Gordon Sanderson back. And I hope that, um, I hope they can find answers, um, It happened so long ago that the murderers are probably deceased by now. Um, But if not, I hope that they are terrified. And I really hope that maybe we can get some justice for Gordon. Um, uh, I'll end that here. But um, I hope everybody... I just wanted to bring everybody the good news and I hope you all stay safe and I will see you next crime. Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces with Cassiopeia is an Ink and Memory production. Content researched and written by Cassiopeia. Audio editing done by Ink and Memory Productions. You can find new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartMedia, or your favorite podcast platform. If you'd like to join the discussion, recommend a creepy case or a spooky space, or join me on a future episode to discuss all of the above, you can reach out through the anchor.fm podcast page, You can send me a message on Instagram and or Facebook at creepycases.spookyspaces, or you can send me an email at creepycases.spookyspaces at gmail.com. If you'd like to help support the podcast, always appreciated, you can do so through the anchor.fm podcast page.